hello, regular Drews. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 45. Today we're going to be discussing the Nancy Drew, well, it's just Nancy Drew, the movie, the ABC Family movie, I believe, from 2002, starring Maggie Lawson. Well, aren't you a regular Nancy Drew? We sure hope so, and we hope you are too. Join us as we talk Nancy Drew cover to cover and click to click. Welcome to Regular Nancy Drew. I said before, and after rewatching it, I'll say it again. This is my favorite Nancy Drew movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good one. It's so good. Why is it so good? Why do I love it so much? <laughs> oh. I think it had more of an impact on me than I even remembered because mm-hmm. I, I I remember watching this in 2002 when it first came out, but I don't yeah. remember watching it like, you know, a ton that I would have remembered it all to this day and I before I started watching it again I don't think that I remembered a whole lot of it but I started watching it and I was like I remember every second of this movie and <laughs> I, I was like planted. I know exactly what's gonna happen next yeah <laughs> which it's is really like, just yeah. it's classic it's classic and I was surprised I because I I it, it's also been a minute since I've watched this and mm. I was a bit worried that it was gonna be that I was gonna come across something that was problematic yeah but strangely not so much it was okay i mean, I mean there, there was, was some a few weird, weird parts but... stuff yeah, yeah but like overall and considering it it was from 2002 yeah i'm like this is strangely not that offensive right <laughs> to me and also, I mean, Maggie Lawson. I mean. Oh, I know. There's just, I don't know that there's a better Nancy Drew. Like, she is an amazing Nancy Drew. Oh, Something yeah. about her, like, delivery, I find mm-hmm. incredibly compelling yeah. as, a Nancy, as Nancy Drew. Although the part with her being a candy striper was super weird, and I didn't like that. But. <laughs> that was, Yeah. Her, her little candy striper outfit. I was like, this is targeting an audience that is not me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yep. Oh, wow. She was yep. clever. I think it highlights it how was clever, clever she was being in that situation. Sure. But this, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little creepy. But, yeah. I mean, stands the test of time, I feel like, was just a fun watch. And I also felt like it... Definitely, like, it hit a lot of the highlights of what you expect from a Nancy Drew. I mean, like, the yeah. the plot was a little bit um, perfunctory. Like, it wasn't anything to write home about. But yeah. it was, like, special little moments where you're like, oh, yes, that yeah. is Nancy Drew. That's you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It really captured that spirit. And I think, especially in a lot of the dialogue, it captured that spirit. It felt, like, charming and kind of a little cheesy, but, like, in yeah. a good way. In a good way of, like, what you want Nancy Drew to be. What you remember Nancy Drew to be, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, okay, before we actually, like, dive into it, I did just want to bring up in my very brief research that I, and that I didn't realize this before. This was originally supposed to be a TV show. What a missed opportunity. I that know. so good. Starring Maggie Lawson as well. Yes. Like... 
It was supposed to be, uh, it was a pilot ordered by ABC in January 2002 for the 2002-2003 season. Um, and then in May, ABC announced, oh, no, we're actually not going to do it um, in fall. Maybe we'll do it mid-season replacement. But instead, they just aired it in January 2003. Or they just aired it as a movie and just decided not to pick it up. <laughs> this is so sad. Why? ABC, you really dropped the ball here. Why couldn't you give us this? There, so I read like a couple reviews of it from the time and people said that it like didn't land. Like the like it it wasn't um and I don't know I don't know what it was at the time. Maybe it wasn't the right kind of girl power for two thousand two for audiences Maybe. or something, but they felt like it wasn't like it wasn't right. And I'm just like I don't get it because I thought it was right and I still think yeah. it's right. So I don't know. Maybe there just weren't that many Nancy Drew fans to watch it then, but oh well. What a shame. Yeah, true shame. We were true out shame. there. We were out there. I know. I was I well, was watching this. I was glued we to were the nine screen, years evidently. Old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were nine years old. So probably I don't know. They weren't looking for us. They were probably looking for a little bit of an older audience and alas. I would still watch it today. Maggie, I know I you're would watch 40 already, too. but like, please, come back and... <laughs> I would watch a 40-year-old Nancy Drew in oh, yeah. a heartbeat. Oh, I would yeah. watch a 40-year-old Nancy Drew. That would be amazing. Nancy Drew aging, middle-aged in River Heights, still trying to solve mysteries with her best friends. Can oh, you imagine? God. That would be hilarious. Amazing. The peak comedy. Maybe by then she'll have finally gotten a job. It'd be like Desperate Housewives, but like with like oh. like mystery Desperate Housewives. Although I guess Desperate Housewives is kind of already a mystery. That centered around a murder, didn't it? I believe so. Yeah, I yeah. never saw it, oh. but I watched a little bit of it. And from yeah. what I remember, I remember it being good. I'm so surprised I was allowed to watch that show in retrospect. I know so much sex in that show. It's uh, I mean, same era as this, so it was. But yeah, the people wanted yeah. back then, evidently. I guess so. I guess so. <sighs> this also oh this was also dedicated to Mildred Wirt Benson. Um, oh yeah, I know. At the that. beginning, it says that, and because she had just died earlier that year, so that's right. so sweet. I know. Should have been a TV show. Should have. Deserved that. <sighs> Should have. So anyway, yeah. You said they ordered six additional scripts, and there was a pi- so there was a pilot. It's mm-hmm. out there, I guess. I wonder how hard that would be to find, or if it's mm-hmm. basically just like a, a shortened version of the movie. I wonder. I don't know. I, reading it, it kind of read like the movie was the pilot. Oh, okay. Um, and so I don't a know. Long pilot. It was like two hours. Well, I don't know that. Like, I I don't know. I don't know how that worked. But that but that's what I picked up when I read in that they had filmed more. But I don't know. Oh, gotcha. I don't wow. know. Yeah. It's not two hours. It's like an hour and a half, but still. Yeah. It is free on YouTube if y'all want to go is. watch it. Definitely go watch it. You can definitely tell the quality is from 2002. Of course. But everything That's else excusable. holds up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so worth an hour and a half of your time. <laughs> I had to watch it twice this weekend. because I was like, I, yes. need to, I need to watch it again. It was that good. So. Yeah. It was very good. Oh. Very, very. Okay, three words. College. Definitely college. And um, probably like sports scandal. Can that be one word? 
Sure. College yeah. sports scandal. Maybe that's all one okay. word. I don't know. Sorority college sports scandal. Mm-hmm. I that's I a lot think of words. that's pretty that's pretty descriptive. Yeah. Yeah. Sorority college sports scandal. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I wish there was something that I could like like something to get the vibe of it, which is really just like two thousand two. Two thousand two. Oh yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Nancy on her little flip phone driving. Hey, babe. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Talking to Bess. Oh, that was the best scene. I know. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's just get into it because I just want to talk about it now. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So, obviously, Nancy is in college now. She is heading to River Heights University and, of course, moving into a dorm room with Bess and George and a fourth roommate. Um, named Christina, also known as Teeny. She is really great, and I love Teeny as a character, but yes. uh, she absolutely does nothing <laughs> in the plot. So we don't mention her that much in this summer, or we may not, so, but but she is there, and she is lovely. Um, she's also from Rockport, Texas. Hey. Uh, she's um, solely there to be the outsider who Nancy <laughs> can explain things to of like yeah yes. that's our whole thing we solve mysteries together you know mm-hmm, when they don't mm-hmm. have to explain that as a narrator just, yeah. yeah yeah exactly um so like kind of right when we start off i just want to point out that Nancy is driving her signature blue convertible of course, of course. she is and that the convertible has illinois license plates so we're kind of sticking to that river heights is in illinois <laughs> Um, plot, which is kind of, um, I feel like shocking, um, to have that kind of consistency in this more, um, mainstream adaption of Nancy Drew. You know what I mean? Because I feel like whenever we get River Heights and like, uh, I want to say, you remember the 2007 Nancy Drew with, um, Emma Roberts, we didn't really know where that was. It was clearly just some Midwest town, but then she just yeah. leaves. She goes somewhere else. So nobody ever really wants to explore River Heights. And even in the TV show, the CW TV show, we're not even in River Heights. We're right. in uh, some beachside town. Oh, I don't remember. What is it called? I don't think it's Bayport. Bayport is no, it's not. Uh, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it? But um, it's the... Um, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I don't watch the TV show, guys. You'll hate me for saying it, but I don't. So, <laughs> why did I say Bayport? It has been a long day. <laughs> well, it's I th- it's probably something port, probably something Bay, Horseshoe Bay. That's what Horseshoe it is. It's Horseshoe bay. bay. That's what it is. <laughs> there we go. We got it. It's, it's we got the Bay. There. That's why my brain went there. Yeah. Um, anyway, but so I was just I just wanted to give this movie props for like sticking to kind of like the OG River Heights vibe, yeah. although. I don't feel like this large of a school could have actually been in River Heights, but whatever. That's okay. Also, (laughs) they have this amazingly massive, gorgeous dorm room, which literally looks like a pre-war New York City apartment, not a dorm room. Right. Um, but, But of course, because this is, you know television so okay whatever um so they're moving into this dorm and while moving in they meet hank who self-proclaimed fan of the she sherlock's of river heights which i thought was hilarious yes um he's a very funny character um and he's super awkward um but it's okay because he's really nice um and he does take a shine to Bess right away of course he does um 
He also says that he's their man for tech support if they ever need it, which, of course, Nancy is going to take advantage of that later. Um, and then Nancy heads to class, which is Journalism 101, where we meet Professor Duke Shifflin, I think is what he said his name was. I honestly could not understand him, and I had to, like, back it up, like, five times to try to hear what yeah. he was saying. But I'm pretty sure it's Shifflin. It's also, he's also played by James Avery. Right. Yes. Of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fame. Rest in peace, James Avery. Um, he was great in this, but, he's, but his character yes. was the worst. <laughs> I yes. hated the character. He did so well, and his character was so horrible. <laughs> so he it basically... He immediately proclaims that the golden era of journalism is dead, and all media is owned by four guys, two of which are Rupert Murdoch. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong, but he uses that as, like, a way to say, so, like, if you're stupid, if you're not dedicated enough, if you like Britney Spears, which, excuse me, sir, um, but know. he's like get out basically and people like flee this class like there are literally like probably like 12 people throughout his speech to just get up and walk out and yeah. i don't blame them because <laughs> he's a terror but a funny one a funny terror you know he played um, it very and- well yes <laughs> Um, and Nancy tries to like you know be like the golden teacher's pet character by like answering a question that like other people didn't know the answer to Um, but like he smacks her down so (laughs) hard hilarious but she brushes it off she's fine she's cool she's Nancy Drew he gives them their first assignment which is to write a story um, and very specifically a non-frivolous story otherwise this guy, you know, may have an aneurysm because if he read anything related to Britney Spears, he might, you know, keel over and die. Um, How horrible and he would says, that be? I know. <laughs> he says whoever writes the best story is going to be invited to join the college paper, of which Professor Stick Up His Butt is the faculty advisor. Um, and so Nancy is, of course, determined to get the best story um, and write this so that she can get on that college paper. <laughs> You want to take it? Sure. Uh, So after class, we learn Bess is going to rush a sorority. Um, Specifically, she's going to the Tri-Pi sorority, and they're going to go to this rush event. Um, She convinces Nancy, George, and Teeny to to accompany her to this rush event. Um, We get, you know, this little scene of catty girls in front of their sorority house, and we get a little tour of the place, and we're meeting everyone. Um, And then we do meet someone who Nancy... Seems like she feels like she's very nice and genuine. Her name is Allison Price, and she actually turns out to be the president of the sorority. Um, she actually gets up to start giving a speech about how, like, oh, it's so great. You should join the sorority. We're all wonderful sisters, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. But during this speech, we see across the street, there's a fraternity house and an ambulance actually pulls up outside. Um, the EMTs, like, run in, get somebody and, like, are really wheeling him out on the um, stretcher, right? Um, and mm-hmm. Allison is like, oh my gosh, Jesse, and like dashes across the street, leaves the podium, runs across the street, um, and she runs over to the EMTs and is like, I have to go with him. He's my fiance. Um, jumps in the back of the ambulance with him and they speed away. Um, she's also like saying something to him, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, and we overhear like one of the like sorority sisters implying that it's a drug problem, that mm-hmm. Jesse's had this issue that's, that's put him in the hospital. Um, and Nancy 
instantly is like, okay, I have to know. I have to know. She (laughs) says the funniest line in this where she's like, I sense a scoop and something tastes funny. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yes! Yes, Nancy! There was a lot of really good one-liners about scoops in this. I wanted to record Mm -hmm. them for Scoop Sesh because I thought it was very appropriate. Yes! Oh, there's one point where she's somebody asked her if she's got a scoop, and she's like, "No, more like a bunch of those like bite-sized sample size spoons." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but yes, yeah, so the next day, Bess and Jor, or sorry, Nancy and Bess return to Greek Row to try to get the scoop on what's going on here. Um, they go straight to the tripi house, and the girls there basically like slam the door on their faces and are like, "Not now. We're trying to like deal with an internal situation." not open to visitors right now. Uh, but they do also see a detective coming out of the house. Very interesting. Why are the police snooping around this sorority? Mm-hmm. Kind of strange. So, of course, Nancy sneaks in. She goes around the back of the house, <laughs> sneaks in, drags Bess upstairs while everyone's downstairs distracted. Um, they're actually, like, gossiping about the detective. So Bess stays kind of on the landing to overhear what they're talking about. She learns that his name, or the, the cop's name is Detective Daly. Um, and we also learn, um, because Nancy sneaks into Allison's old room, um, I should also, sorry, I forgot to mention earlier that there, we also meet the vice president of the sorority. Her name is Jacqueline, actually her name is Jacqueline Kennedy, is it not? Or Jacqueline? It's, it's Jacqueline, Kennedy's her middle name. So it's okay. like Jacqueline Kennedy something. Right. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> but Jacqueline, the vice president, she also gave a little speech earlier in the movie, but we see that Allison's bedroom is like, most of her stuff is cleared out. Nancy's like, okay, she took the basics and she left in a real hurry. Uh, but Jacqueline's stuff is now in the bedroom. So did Allison resign? Is she like, you know, is she just like taking a break and Jacqueline's having to take over as president? What's going on? Kind of strange. But we do hear someone approaching the room. So Bess and Nancy have to escape out the fire escape. For some reason, to distract everyone, they take all of Jacqueline's <laughs> shoes and throw them out the window onto the lawn. This I guess is so, so weird. They- I know it was really there's literally no reason for it though because what they do is they're standing in the room they hear someone coming and Nancy is like I know what to do and she takes all the shoes she dumps them out the window and then they go down the fire escape which is like connected to another window in the room and leave yeah why can't they just go out the fire escape I feel like they wasted time throwing shoes out the window and then everyone's like are those your (laughs) shoes outside and then they all just and run all outside the girls and get the run shoes. outside. So it's so like, now Nancy's outside. We're coming out. The, yeah, but it's also it's not the people upstairs who are coming that ran outside. It was the people downstairs. Right. So it's like as you're exiting the fire escape, those people are going to see you now because you're outside. They're outside. Yeah. It's weird, right? Yeah, I don't get it. It's like maybe you just hate this Jacqueline chick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. strange. Um, later, Nancy, um, she she calls Carson and asks for some contact information for this police officer that is kind of a family friend, I guess. They explain mm-hmm. it kind of weird, but she's like, Dad, I need to talk to him. Um, so she goes over to the police precinct. His name is Sergeant Bresney, right? Bresney? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yep. And basically goes there to say, like, hey, what are y'all investigating at the tripi house? I need to know more. Uh, but... When she gets to the precinct, he's not there, and the other cops on duty won't tell her where where he is because she's a girl, basically. They're and very they're sexist, super about, sexist it. about it. It's gross. Yeah. 
There's like a sports game or something on, and Nancy predicts what's going to happen, and they're all like absolutely shocked. They're oh like, you know God. what a soccer ball is? What? Wow. <laughs> Boobs, and she knows what a soccer ball is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, but then to de- uh, Detective Daly, the one that we saw leaving the Tripad House earlier, is actually there. Um, and so she's like, hey, let me just talk to you while I'm here anyway. Um, he immediately starts flirting with her, which is kind of weird. And I don't know. It was Well, he- so technically she starts flirting with him, but it was weird either way. Uh, well, it gets they, worse. And then he, fl- he flirts back for sure. Yeah, it but gets it's- worse with him. But she is like very heavy-handed with him yeah and it's no, that's awkward <laughs> it's like honey you're an 18 year old girl and this is like a like an adult male police detective right stop this Too is much, gross. nancy gross yeah well it works um because he gets him <laughs> she gets him to admit that he was there to talk to allison price um nancy assumes that jesse had od'd and they suspected allison of supplying him with the drugs because she's pre-med yeah, don't Why get it. would a pre-med student have access to drugs that... <laughs> not, not like she's working at a hospital. Right. Weird. I don't get it. <laughs> um, But that's actually incorrect because we learned that Jesse's talk, talk screen was negative for any of these drugs that Nancy assumes might be provided to a, a football player who... Because did we mention he's a football player? So we think yes. maybe he... Star is. football player. Yeah. Jesse. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> So, yeah. So why would Allison pick up and leave so suddenly if she's not guilty? So it's just, mm-hmm. it's all adding up very, very strangely. Do you want to take it from here? Sure. So it's kind of worth noting at this point, too, that Ned is trying to get in touch with Nancy in, like, a big way. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> he leaves messages with a bunch of people, with Teeny, with Hannah. He leaves a message on Nancy's answering machine. Um, he tells all of them, not Nancy directly, that he is home from school and he wants to take Nancy to dinner before he has to leave again. I guess he goes to some college somewhere else out of town. Um, but Nancy is very obviously like dodging his calls. We don't know why. She's just not interested. We don't. But She's I'm just not interested. It. So typical. I typical know. Nancy. <laughs> yep. I love it. I'm so glad they they stuck with that vibe of Ned and Nancy in this because it just works so well. I feel yeah. like it works so much better when they're not happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so Nancy then decides to go to the hospital to tr- hospital to try to see Jesse. Um, Allison is at the hospital um, and we talked to her at, in his hospital room and she is upset by Nancy's general creepiness because Nancy basically admits to like having followed her and right breaking into her room and all this stuff and so she's always like what the heck GTFO like leave um so she kicks us out of Jesse's room um but then Nancy dresses up as a candy striper um to get into the nurse's station (laughs) to look at Jesse's medical records Oh, this is a little weird. Um, I feel like only possible in this time as well. Yeah. Like now everything be on a computer that's password protected ten times, and it also just doesn't seem. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know anything about candy stripers, but I have never seen a candy striper in real life. No. Um, granted, I don't spend that much time at hospitals, so maybe they are there all the time, and I just don't know. But it just doesn't seem realistic to me 
that a nurse would just let a candy striper man a nurse's station. Right. Um, Very strange. Yeah. But okay. She does. She takes a look at, like, Jesse's paper file. Because, again, like you said, not on the computer, on paper, because it's 2002. Um, and she sees that Jesse had a stroke. Um, there were no narcotics in his system, but there were excessive amounts of caffeine and ephedrine. Hmm. So Nancy goes home to do some research. We get to see Carson in his Berkeley sweatshirt. Which, yeah, we do. Oh, my God. This Carson is very attractive to me. I was going to be honest. I really like this Carson. <laughs> Especially when he's in his Berkeley sweatshirt. Also, this uh, Carson in this universe went to Berkeley. Love that for him. Fun fact. Um, and she looks up what ephedrine is. Nancy looks up what ephedrine is while she's at home. Um, and she learns that it's a performance enhancer. Okay. So Jesse was using potentially a performance enhancer to enhance his sports performance. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what a performance enhancer does. Okay. Um, is everybody clear on that? Um, yeah. So Nancy decides that she's going to go confront Allison about this. Um, and she goes and like uh, into like a school like stairwell and talks to her. Um, and as she's talking to Allison, Allison essentially has a breakdown because she feels so guilty about Jesse being in a coma. She's like, she literally like falls to the floor crying, um, because she feels so bad about it. Um, and she tells us that his family also blames her for his coma. So that's gotta be a lot of pressure and bad feelings. Um, she also tells us that there is major pressure on the football players from school because their football team has to succeed this year. She says that ephedrine is actually over the counter, except it's quote unquote banned by the school and apparently bad for anyone with hypertension, which Jesse has. Um, but apparently like the coaches are all aware that the players are taking ephedrine. Um, and it's implied by Allison that they basically suggest it to players to help enhance their performance um and allison kind of went along with it for jesse because she thought that because she's pre-med she could like administer it to him and monitor the doses so like it would be okay but clearly not <laughs> um and so that's why she feels guilty and that's why she was apologizing because she feels responsible for basically going along with this and helping him take this medication Right. Which caused him to go into a coma. Um, so at this point, Nancy decides to go talk to the coach and the athletic director. Um, they both uh, say that, yeah, this team follows the policy against performance enhancing drugs very, very seriously. Uh, they tell Nancy that they had no idea that Jesse was using this ephedrine and they wouldn't have condoned it if they had known. Um, and him feeling pressure by the team was not any excuse to use this. You know, they're very like by the book with their response to her. Um, the athletic th director, though, does tell her that, you know, since you're trying to write this story and everything, you should be the one telling everyone what Jesse and Allison did. Like, make this seem like their fault, basically. Goodness. Uh, so, yes. At this point, the pressure is on. Um, the, our journalism professor gets kind of mad at Nancy and is like, why did I get so many angry <laughs> phone calls about you from the football team and their staff and their coaches there? Um, and he's like, you know what? The school is not going to, uh, like, we're not going to let you print this if you're calling out the school in the article. So don't even try it. 
Um, but Nancy is pretty determined that she's going to be able to write this article about what's going on with Jesse and uh, Allison. Um, Nancy goes back home later for dinner and talks to Carson about the story. And they actually have a little bit of an argument. Um, Carson seems like he does not want Nancy to write this story. Um, he kind of explains that he thinks that he's, she's going to be putting herself at risk. She could even be like um, at risk of being expulsed. Expulsed? Expulsed. <laughs> be at risk I of, wish like, that were the word. <laughs> that would be a better word than ex- expelled. Expulsed. Right. <laughs> he's worried that she might be risking getting expelled or even getting sued by the school and he's like Nancy it's just not worth it um, you know I know you care about Allison and you want to help but like just don't and Nancy kind of gets upset and they have some some not so nice words to each other well because he also tells her that like she she basically doesn't know enough to write the story and, uh, and keep herself well. out of tr- trouble so Nancy like means like you think that like I'm too like too much of a baby like I don't know what I'm doing like I'm too inept to do this so that's right yeah yeah and there's like a you know what are you gonna say at the trial when this comes up and they're gonna say all Mm -hmm. these things about Allison it's just nobody's prepared for this so it's just not a good idea Nancy um it's clear Nancy just wants to be like Carson though she just wants to be you know doing her investigation Mm -hmm. like like dad does so she leaves crying but heads back to back to school and Bess drags them all to a <laughs> frat party. Of course. Um they This is an interesting scene. It is an interesting scene. They talk about how I actually really like it. You do. <laughs> I do. It's it's a good George scene though. Finally we're getting some some good uh responses from George about this sure. kind of topic, but um yeah. No, so basically they're talking about how sororities will haze each other and they will basically like make you stand naked in front of other people and they will draw on you any area that they deem imperfect or where you might need to lose weight or anything like that. Bess makes a comment about how the sorority is going to run out of ink when they get to her Mm. because there's so many things wrong with her and she's fat and like calling herself all these horrible things and George like gets really defensive Mm -hmm. of her cousin and gets like really upset on her behalf and is like, I don't remember exactly what she says. She's She's like, like, why would you think that about yourself? And yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a a nice response from George. Um, And Nancy reassures her as well. And it's like, nobody's going to draw on you. We would never let that happen. She she says, don't let anyone draw on you, Bess. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) That's true. true. Um, But once we get to the party, we meet another star football player. His name is Franklin Sanderson. He goes by Sweet Money. Um, he is kind of a sex tool to Nancy and is basically like, you would look so good in my car if I were driving you around, Miss Trophy. And it's weird. It's weird. But Nancy is, uh, oh, what were you going to say? I, well, so I actually, this is what I was talking about when I was saying that I really, really like this scene. Oh, I was talking about this specific part of the frat party with sweet money because they very much set him up as like this sexist douchebag and like coming on to Nancy or whatever. And she, of course, is like, whatever about it, as long as like, he'll answer her questions. But he, as soon as they like, move away, it's very much, it's very quickly deconstructed that like, he was just acting like that. Mm -hmm. And he is actually a much more complex character. And I just think, and especially all the things that he says, it's like, oh, shit, like you, like, Mm -hmm. 
like this is this what you're talking about is like real and I was yeah. just really surprised that like we went there that that hit what he was saying was like so nuanced for right. like an ABC family hour and a half Nancy Drew movie absolutely yeah <laughs> you know but anyway yeah it makes comments about like Nancy take pity on me in front of these guys and like mm-hmm. you know make it seem like my flirting is working with working on you or whatever but um he does they do like you said move aside so he'll answer some of her questions um, we learn a little bit more about him. Um, she she asks him about Jesse, and he says that I'm only going to talk about Jesse when I've secured like pro level money. Um, he says that there's some things about black football players that kind of help with the success of a school's football team, mm-hmm. or might not help with. And so it's yeah, it's very um, very interesting. He even compares sportsmanship with black players to slavery and how that yeah. kind of plays a role. Uh, mirrors the same thing going on mm-hmm. with his team today. So it's very interesting. Um, but he says that he's very determined to graduate because of his own economic situation. So he is not going to jeopardize any part of his current ac- uh, athletic pursuits or his potential future um, career opportunities by talking about Jesse, because it definitely would be a risk for him. Right. Right. Do you want to take it from here? This sure. terrible, awful scene. Oh my god! Me... So yeah, Nancy like goes back to the dorm, and Detective Daly calls her and like, "Hey, will you come to this diner with me?" And Nancy is like, "Yeah, of course," because um, she thinks obviously he has some news regarding the case, um, and then she wants to learn about that. So she goes to the diner, um, and she is just kind of like talking to him, like they're sitting at the table, and she's like. One thing I don't like about this, Nancy, because I think they kind of, um, I don't know if this came from the Girl Detective series at all or just where Nancy was in, like, the cultural mind frame at the time or whatever, but she can be a bit of an airhead. Um, just, Just that she's not, not that she's an airhead, that she's not thinking about things going on around her, that she's not situationally aware, right? Yeah, one-track mind, Nancy. Um, So she gets there, and she's just thinking about the mystery. So she's talking to him about the mystery. um, And then she's like, oh, sorry, you know, uh, or sorry for asking you here or for something or something. And he's like, no, 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 I asked you here. And she's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) why did you ask me here? (laughs) Uh, And he's like, uh, he compares her to Sherlock Holmes or whatever and basically has her realize, oh, you asked me here because this is a date. (laughs) He's asked her on a date. I don't like the way that he did this either because it wasn't like a, hey, Nancy. He made her feel so bad. Right. It was horrible. Yeah, he was such an asshole to her. He, like, he tells her, like, because she's talking about the, like, this story that she's trying to write about Allison and Jesse. And she tells him about what her dad said to her. um, And he's like, yeah, I I think it's nothing. I think you're making mountains out of molehills. and like insulting her for like pursuing it further. And then when she doesn't realize it's a date, he like insults her for not realizing it was a date. Why would she ever think it was a date? Because it was like a, Hey, have you ever heard of this diner? And she was like, yeah, I can be there in 15 minutes. That's not how you ask someone on a date. It's not like a, let's meet up right now in the middle of the night to exchange information. And he's already like ordered when she's gotten there. Like he's already halfway done eating. Like, how, why would you walk up and think that that's a date? If it's like, oh, you're just here by yourself. Well, let me just, also, like, in the capacity as, like, you are as, like, a incredibly young college reporter, right? With this, mm, 
And you're meeting up with a law enforcement professional. A grown adult. Grown adult? Why would you think that was a date? In what world? And he's like, "Um, didn't you notice I got a haircut? Why else would I do that if this wasn't a date, Nancy? You only get haircuts if you're going to ambush someone with a date, obviously. He's gross. We hate him. Um, I I also don't particularly like Nancy's response to this whole situation because she like entertains his time you know, know. what i mean Ugh. and like get, like clearly thinks that he's attractive which i do not get at all no. especially spoiler alert because we see ned later and holy shit <laughs> <laughs> so i don't nancy's just not in her in her right mind here in yeah. my honest opinion <laughs> clearly <laughs> this guy's gotta go um but anyway, so there, he insults her. It's a date, whatever. Then on the TV, Nancy sees like this news story about Allison getting expelled, um, and Allison calls her and like tells her like, "Yep, it's over. I've been expelled." Right? Yeah. So Nancy goes home and begs Carson to take Allison's case, trying to get him to help her get back in school. Although, like, it doesn't. I don't really understand this. Because it doesn't seem like any charges, like legal charges, have been brought against Allison. Right. It seems um, like she just needs to sue the school in order to get back into... Right. So maybe yeah. that's what she's asking. Um, but... They don't make it super But they're talking clear. about, like, when they're talking... Because Carson gets really upset and aggro about it. And he basically is like, no way. And further, like, makes Nancy feel bad by, like, describing all the ways that Nancy hasn't considered why this case is a lost cause and, like, talks about all the pitfalls in, like, defending her. But I'm like, but defending her from what? She has not been accused of a crime. Right. Um. So I don't really get it, but okay. And so, of course, Nancy, at this point, instead of getting sad like she was before, Nancy is now pissed. <laughs> she is hot under the collar. That all of these men seem to think that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, And so instead, what she decides to do is she decides to ring up Hank, the only supportive male character we've had so far in this movie. Um, Hank, who is our friend from the dorm, um, and asks if he is ready to do some sleuthing. Um, And they decide to go sneak into the athletic director's office to hack into the computer for anything related to Jesse. so they do that. They go there. Um, they have, like, Nancy's picked to lock, and they go into this office. In the filing cabinet there, Nancy finds a file that says that last season, a player died during practice. Hold the phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> How do we not know that before? Right. Um, we also learned that the university apparently provided a donation to a fund in that player's honor. Um interesting is that like a payoff potentially Mm. very strange um and then hank um while he's i guess hacking into the athletic director's computer um finds evidence on his like calendar suggesting that he basically takes players partying in las vegas and nancy like looks over his shoulder at the calendar and sees something related to sweet money on that calendar Mm. in like vegas so she has Hank print that? Interesting. Also, he takes them partying to Las Vegas. Why not Chicago? Why right. are we going all the way to Las Vegas? We're really committing to the party. 
I guess. Um, just out. seems like we're in Illinois here, right? Right? That's Chicago's a long flight. Chicago's not wild enough. I guess. It doesn't have enough of a party reputation. Atlantic City? Is that closer? Probably not. I don't know. All right, whatever. Um, but as they do that, they suddenly hear someone coming. Hank, like, is trying to convince Nancy to hide, but I guess she's too distracted or something. Mm -hmm. But he manages to hide in the closet. But Nancy, because she didn't get to hide in time, is caught and arrested. Yep. Um, this, this is the, well... Okay, this is the best George scene and the yes. worst Nancy scene, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Because at the station, Nancy is gets her one phone call or whatever, and she calls George to bail her out and begs George not to tell Carson that she's been arrested. But George is like, I am definitely going to tell him, Nancy. Are you crazy? But it's just the her delivery of it is so hilarious because Nancy's like, you're going to tell him, aren't you? And George goes, yup. <laughs> of course, I'm going to tell your lawyer father, Nancy, that you've been arrested. She also, Nancy says something like, There's like $80 in my sock drawer. Go yes. get that. And George is like, Oh, perfect. Between that and my meal credits, you should be out of there in no time. <laughs> George, listen, okay. The actresses that do Bess and George in this oh. are excellent. Excellent. So job. good. Um, that's another anyway. praise for the movie for yes. me is that they don't try to alter the Bess and George characters no. the way a lot of other adaptations have. And yeah. I love it, so. yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. No weird combining of characters yeah. or just yeah. absolutely throwing them out. And they're very true to form. You know what I mean? Yeah. True to like what they were like original, like their characteristics were originally. Yeah. And somehow it just, it just works really well, which is kind of surprising because I feel like a lot of the times when people try to do that, it doesn't work, which is why they try to change it. Yeah. You know? But it, it works. It I mean, worked. it did work originally, and there was a reason. And I think that they pull it off really well for the same reason. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Nancy is, like, sitting in this interrogation room, I guess, and the coach comes to talk to her. And this is a really weird and gross scene to me because he, like, basically like interrogates her kind of he's like why'd you do it and all this stuff and like you did it even though you know this and this and this and whatever and she keeps responding to him with like yes sir yes sir yeah yes sir yes sir why why is the coach even allowed to come in here and interrogate her shouldn't know. it be a police officer is this like the campus police station and he's well, and it's also like and... yeah it's also like i'm sorry nancy <laughs> You have a lawyer father, and this random guy is coming in here and being like, you broke in, blah, blah, blah. And she admits to breaking in and, like, doing all this stuff. And she says she would do it again. Yep. <laughs> because what she, what, like, what they're doing, what the school is doing is wrong. Yeah. Well. <sighs> I'm sorry. First of all, Nancy, you're being an idiot. Yeah. Don't if Carson was there, that. he would tell you to STFU. Yeah. Keep your trap shut. Don't talk to the cops. Oh or God. whoever. Don't speak to anyone in a police station about your guilt or innocence. How about? And and also, it's just a, such a gross scene because he's, like, clearly, like, this older, like, man. And the way he's, like, patronizing her and she's just, like, submitting to it. Yeah. 
is really gross. It's like a really gross scene. Yeah. And I don't know why it hit me so hard, but I was like yucked out. I was yeah. yucked out. I was like, Nancy, stop saying sir to this creepy old man. Stop it. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but so when she tells him that, like, what you're doing is wrong, he does seem to be, like, affected. Like, he seems yeah. to, like, be kind of like, oh, okay, at what she says. So, yeah. All right. Um, she is eventually let go from the police station. It's unclear whether or not charges were dropped or if Carson posts her bail because Carson is there now. Yeah. Um, he is, of course, more mad at her than ever. <laughs> Um, you know, they got into many arguments this week and now she's been arrested. So it's just like Sherry on top of, uh, their discord with one another right now. Yeah. Um, and then back at school after an extremely dramatic scene between Nancy, Bess and George and like the bathroom where Bess and George are like, Nancy, you're doing this all wrong or whatever. Yeah. And Nancy's like, I'm sorry. And whatever after that scene um they all resolve to get to the bottom of this mystery together and then we learn that hank has saved the day yeah. because hank managed to hide did not get arrested and then on his way out grabbed the pages off the printer after nancy was caught yeah he did yes team hank wonderful <laughs> So after we learn this, uh, Nancy goes to confront Sweet Money and asks him how well he knew the player who had died last year. Um, she says, you know, taking this stuff is dangerous and you should know that it's really bad for you. Um, and he says that the athletic director, who he calls Jimbo, um, <laughs> he was like, you know, yeah, he did talk to us about it, but he made it very clear to us all that it was our choice. Um, and we, you know, we could have refused it, but we didn't. Um, and Nancy's like, how can these young kids who are facing so much pressure in the first place even feel like it's actually a choice? Did you really actually have a choice or were you just like told it's a choice, but you are still being pressured into it? Um, he does end up, um, this does change his mind a little bit about everything. And um, she brings him to the police station to provide a witness statement to Detective Daly. Um, and she also does end up like getting an interview from him for her, her article. Right. Um, then we flash to a scene in a coffee shop. Nancy, Bess, George, and Teeny are like, they're studying together. Nancy's writing her story and who shows up outside standing there with flowers? Ned Nickerson. Oh my God. <laughs> Pulled up. Cars dropped him off. He, uh, Nancy goes back out to talk to him and he's like, Hey, or no, she says hello. And he says, goodbye. I'm going back to school and like hands to the flowers. Um, she apologizes for ignoring him, and he's like, you know, don't worry about it as long as you're still my girl. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'm still your girl, of course. Not really meaning it. Like, she just doesn't seem very enthusiastic about seeing him at all. Um, mm. Kind of evades a lot of his questions. He says something about like, oh, you know, once I get back to school, aren't you going to call me? You know, I got a new number, right? And she's just like, wait, wait, what What new number? And he's like, ha, 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 gotcha. You were, you did want to know, like, it was, it was just weird how he was, like, oh, playing this that's joke. not how I read it. Oh, is it? Well, how did you read it? I read it as, like, there's something more about this. Like, Ned, he says, like, um, that there was something that he's been trying to talk to Nancy about. Like, that's why he's been trying to go out to dinner with her. Is there's been something he's been wanting to tell her. Right. And that his number changing was, like, 
part of what was going on that he wanted to tell her about. Oh, okay. I read that as two separate things of Mm. him wanting to tell her. Yeah. But it was also like, you know, my number changed for him for like just like a test to see if she would react to that at all. Like, oh, "Oh, what's your new number? You make sure that I have it. And then he can be like, oh, you know, you can call me now because you have my number. Like, no excuses anymore, Nancy. Not Mm. calling me back for weeks on end. Yeah, that's not what I thought was happening. But that's very interesting. I'm wondering. I thought it was like, this is, okay, so this is supposed to like tie us into like this, you know, quote unquote TV series that's supposed to be happening. Like there's some some kind of plot line with Ned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That we're not privy to yet. Now that. I know it was going to be a series. I'm wondering how much more to this there is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know! Well, and also, because it's 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 a TV movie, there is some very clear spots where it's like a commercial break. But, yeah. like, at the end of that scene, they will, like, do a freeze frame, and mm-hmm. then it'll kind of cut it and make the, like, the scene look like it's a book cover. And it has, Love like, it. the classic yellow flashlight banner at the top and everything mm-hmm. um, and then there's a little one in that flashlight and i'm like oh is that a reference to like maybe there's gonna this be is, a number two yeah or uh-huh. that there's gonna be you know right so i was like mm, that's very interesting that they did that yeah because they could have just not put a number there you know right but, so that was interesting but yeah uh, but yeah so he he jumps back in the car he leaves to go back to school and nancy goes back into the restaurant um we have this you know, funny little joking where Bess is like, okay, nobody ask her about it. Let her talk about it. And George is like, so what's going on with you guys? (laughs) Like immediately. (laughs) Uh, But yes. Love George. Um, Then we go back to the hospital. We talk to Allison and Nancy is like, you know, you don't know what I've been up to. Read this. (laughs) And she starts to look through it and she's like, oh my gosh, you got people to talk. Oh my gosh, you got sweet money. Oh my gosh, all the sisters, all the sorority sisters, they all said these nice things about me because Nancy had like gone to them and made this appeal of like, just a few days ago, she was up on that podium telling you all about how much your sisterhood (laughs) means to her, blah, blah, blah. Now you're throwing her away. But they did end up like agreeing to to write the interview for her story. Um, We get a little scene with the professor where he reads the story and is actually like, seems to be genuinely impressed by Nancy's mm-hmm. work and he makes a crack like this better be a true to sun moisturizer or something like, <laughs> something like that yeah and she's like well sadly it's not but and he's like he shushes her and it's like go 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 like implying that he wants to continue reading her story um and then later after he's done reading it we learn that he has chosen her to join the river heights university paper the university gazette and says i doubt seriously that um what does he say exactly? I don't I know. I would have done it differently, but I doubt seriously if I could have done it any oh. better. Yeah. Oh, how sweet Woo-hoo. is that? Good job, Nancy. Thanks, Uncle Phil. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we go back, we flash back to the, the Drew residence and Carson tells her, you know, you did a really good job. And he does agree to represent Allison in her case. Again, doesn't apologize though. Yeah, I guess in the case to get get her reinstated back at school, because okay. obviously there's no legal thing here. Um, Nancy, she starts to leave the house and she's going to head back to college, but then she stops and she looks at this old photo of Carson and Kate. I guess her name's Kate. Yeah, I'm call her Kate, mom, and her as a baby. And then she turns back around and goes back and like, "I love you, Dad." And and then she goes and leaves. 
Um, and then we just, you know, see her getting into her convertible and riding off into the night back to school. Victoria. The end. Yes. Finn. Oh, my God. So good. So, so good. good. So yes. good. <sighs> okay. I want to talk about Carson and Nancy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I, when I was watching it, I felt so annoyed. And I, I do feel still a little annoyed at the end of it. But then, like, thinking about it, I, I don't I just have complicated feelings about it. So yeah. I want to hear what you think, Corey. But I... So I kind of like their dynamic. I think they do a good job in a scene together. It feels very realistic, Nancy Carson uh, relationship to me. And I, of course, love Maggie Lawson. And the actor who plays Carson is a stud muffin. And I think does a really good job of being like the concerned dad. But I just, their argument about like Nancy not, you know, having what it takes yeah. Um, and not knowing, you know, stuff or whatever. I got so annoyed when mm. that happened because I felt like this is not, this is not what Carson would do. No. <laughs> but then, but, and then also at the end of this movie, when they like kind of reconcile and he, you know, says like, you did a good job and she kisses him on the forehead or whatever. He never apologizes for yeah. having called her out or for having said the things that he said about her. And I just, I'm like, you got to do better. Like, you got to yeah. apologize, you know? So I'm irritated with that. But thinking back on it, I don't, I think, okay. I, I, I have thought differently in the past that I don't like it when Nancy and Carson have conflict. But I think yeah. I'm reconsidering that because... Okay. Because I think that the Nancy and Carson dynamic is honestly the most central to, like, Nancy Drew as, like, a a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, almost more even central than her relationship with Ned, with Bess and George. Her relationship with Carson is, like, so, like, foundational to who she is as a character that I can really understand why in a story it makes a whole lot of sense to kind of challenge that, right? Yeah. And kind of give us, like, Nancy questioning her own ability and and Carson, um, you know, kind of giving her, like, opposition, right? Yeah. So I can, I can understand how in a movie that works, right? Because it's a much bigger deal. In a TV show, I don't think it works as well. No. Because in the TV show, we need, like, a day-to-day. I need to see more consistently what makes them them. Right. You know? But in a movie, I can understand how that dynamic would work. But I, I don't know. What Especially do you think Especially with the, her being in college for the first time. Right. And being off on her own. It's a much more important way to look at the mm-hmm. dynamic there. But I think I think he does have some points about some of it. But mm-hmm. I think that he jumps to, like you know shun nancy from not shun her but like he he goes out of his way to encourage her not to pursue this when he doesn't even have the full information and Mm -hmm. he's very quick to do things that really invalidate nancy's just her her whole like demeanor towards this so it's i didn't like it no yeah i think you're right it does definitely does play a lot it does serve a lot for the plot but it just it's like carson really really this is not how you would normally behave you would have like 
maybe you would have voiced like, yeah, Nancy, I'm worried that it's dangerous for you. And that's, that would have been normal, but to like make her feel so bad about it was right. not acceptable to me. Yeah. I think because what it does is I think it ups the stakes so much to have yeah. Carson be like an antagonist, right? right. To her, Nancy solving the mystery because, because of how foundational Carson is that that, because she sees Carson so much as like, that's, what she wants to be that's her inspiration that's her father you know what i mean to have him come and say you can't do this yeah is like much more crippling than having detective daily say yeah you can't right. can't do this um and so i yeah so so yeah but i also don't like it so yeah. i don't <laughs> i don't know if it's right and i the reason i don't like it is because i'm so invested and i care so much about nancy yeah. or if it's wrong and that's why I don't like it. You know what I mean? I think I think it could have been done better. I think they could have had yeah. a Nancy's away from home for the first time. She is having this little bit of a a, a weird thing with Carson cuz now their dynamic is changing, but it didn't have to be a I don't believe in you. You know, Big it didn't have thing. to be yeah, it didn't have to hurt Nancy in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I do think that this Carson was a little bit more uh, quick to shout, yeah. Than I feel like our other Carson would be. Right. Like I feel like the the Carson of the books, if they came into conflict, which they really don't ever in the books, but if they did, it would be so much more of like he's cutting into her like eternal not optimism, but like de determination. Sure. With logic, yeah. right? Uh, you're not being, thinking this you know, too, Nancy. Right. Um, and like, but, but more in like an even keeled way yeah. um, that would, that would make Nancy doubt herself, but it wouldn't make her think that Carson didn't care about her or right. didn't believe in her. Right. And there's a big difference. So. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. We have to talk about Hannah. I was about to say the same thing. Saucy <laughs> Hannah. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. I wrote it down because I was like, yeah. So, so Nancy comes home to like have dinner and Hannah meets her at the door. Um, and Hannah tells her about how like Ned called for her or whatever. And Nancy's like, okay. Yeah. Um, and she's like, are you, you know, having problems with Ned or something? She's like, no. And she's like, is there someone else? Mm -hmm. Um, all excited. And Nancy's like, no, no one else, you know, Although there kind of is with Detective Daly, but Ew, whatever. he doesn't count. Um, no. But then Hannah tells her, well, like, girl, what are you waiting for? She tells her to get on the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah. Oh, my God. Hannah, this is your 18-year-old, like, technically, like, kind of adopted daughter right. situation here. And you're like, girl, get, get that it. dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. She also tells her that, like, she had been, like, engaged to her professor when she was in school. And <gasps> she was right. also seeing someone else at the time. And, like, she had, like, the salacious like, history she... while she was in college. What it was her exact wording with the professor? She was like, he was a, a professor of French history and all that that implies. Yes. What? <laughs> what does that imply, <laughs> Hannah? Oh, what? my God. I love it. Oh, I love this so much. Hannah. I love it so much. I need a spinoff <gasps> show just to like explore <laughs> Hannah's character. 
and like have her Hannah be the and star Paris. of the show. Yeah. Oh my Paris. god. <laughs> It doesn't even oh. have to be a prequel. I just need like no. a show about just... Hannah with maybe some flashbacks mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How old would she have been? So I mean, like in in this universe, if it's two thousand and two, when would she have been in college? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she. So she might be like thirty years 50, prior, sixty. Yeah. So yeah, that was probably like the seventies, late sixties, seventies. Oh. Maybe? That would be... Oh, that would be so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mad Men style. Ooh. Well, that might have been more 50s, right? Uh, but, no, Mad anyway. Men's 60s. Yeah, 60s? I, yeah, 60s? I never watched it's, Mad Men. It's 60s into the very early 70s, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, delicious. Yeah. Mm, that would have been mm, a good show. Mm. So. Anyway. What does that mean, uh. Hannah, and all that it implies? It implies... <laughs> <laughs> too much my mind is wandering <laughs> clarify please <laughs> oh my god oh my god amazing yeah. though amazing uh let's see what else oh speaking of nancy's family um her dog is not togo what is, is yes. it butch they call him butch right yes mm-hmm. yes what was that I was about like, i was so excited to get a togo cameo yeah. and then like the beginning she visits home once and then when she visits home again hannah says that his name is like butch i'm like yeah how hard would it have been to, to call, call him togo. togo yeah how hard do we see him i don't remember seeing him we see him a little bit he is large i don't i couldn't tell what like breed he was but definitely not a little bull terrier so they call him a mutt so yeah I don't yeah know, but that was interesting but oh okay so ned ned oh my god so I, what is it? Okay, I don't know if it's these Nancy Drew diaries or something that have oh, me turned no. around on Ned. Oh no! But oh my god! <laughs> okay, don't I do definitely, this to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, all I have to do is read one file, and I'll be back to normal. This is some. This is some temporary fever pitch <laughs> that I am in right now. It will pass. It will pass. Okay. But. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I found that the actor who played Ned to be very attractive. He was a very, very handsome guy, yeah. Um, but I did not like the way he, of course, was like, you my girl, or whatever. Um, it was just kind of weirdly, like, possessive or whatever. Yeah. Did love that he brought her flowers. Okay. And Nancy did seem to, like, really be affected by it. Like, when she yeah. walked back inside and she was, like, clutching the flowers, like, she clearly felt like yeah. she felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also, okay, apparently this Ned is, he talks about how he's, like, going back to school because he has an SEC accounting regulation class. Yeah. Gross. So are we supposed to think that Ned is, like, a business major here? I believe so, yeah. You know, uh, you yeah. know, uh, I'm sorry to all you business majors out there, but Why? when I was in school, all of the business major guys that were awful, terrible. Oh. Okay. So that's why I have that association. No offense to all business majors. I'm sure it's it's very good for your future. I don't know. But (laughs) I was just like, what happened to Ned the chemistry major? I want Ned the geek. I want a geek Ned. I want a smart Ned. Um, uh, I miss what's what's wrong with chem majors, please. Yeah. (laughs) But oh, well, you can't have them all. I guess when you look like that, you gotta have some flaws, right? Yeah. 
That's fair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, let's see. There was uh, one funny line. Hank, who's like very, very, very clearly into Bess, very much so. Um, he's talking to Nancy about her whenever they're breaking into the coach's office. And he says the, the funniest thing. He goes, Nancy, that girl's got oomph with a capital O. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, there he has a lot of really good lines, especially I loved the she she called them the she Sherlock's of River Heights. Like yeah. he's like their number one fan. Like he knows everything about them. And I then of course it. when he meets Bess, he's just absolutely smitten. Yeah. Classic. Classic. That's Who what I'm talking about. Is not weak to the charms of Bess Marvin. So. True. So true. <laughs> totally true. <laughs> She's just fabulous. The, I, the actress who does play her in this movie does an excellent job oh, of yeah. like a combination of like all of like the best characteristics that we love of like being into fashion, but also being just kind of like nervous and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want to say insecure, but insecure. Um, and you know, Hesitant, just maybe. sensitive and cares so much about her friends and all of that. It was just so classic, Bess. Yeah. It was just classic. It was just a classic portrayal. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Good stuff. Yes. But that's, there's just so much of that that is just so hallmark to Nancy Drew. All yeah. of their portrayals were, but then also just like, yeah, Nancy's relationship with Carson and like, even like kind of the stereotypical nature of the mystery I felt was kind of classic Nancy Drew. Oh yeah. Cause it's not, it's not a complicated mystery. They never really are. No. Um, and that's kind of the charm of it, you know, is that it's simple and in its simplicity, it's just perfect. You yeah. Know? They even, they even do a really good job of like throwing in some kind of like antiquated uh like terms like or or phrases or whatever i don't remember what it was but like when she's in class the professor like says something to like get everybody to sit down and someone like behind her goes like what was that word that he used or something and she explains it to him because it was like kind of like a 50s term and i was like that's just so just such a clever way to like make this seem like nancy drew is Mm -hmm. to use those kind of like Zippy. Was it humdinger? She yeah, calls, humdinger. She said this Humdi- class is or she be said it's going to be a humdinger of a class. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then That's what like, it was. What? And then the professor says something, and she like says something snarky, and she leans over. Yeah. And is like, told you so. Yeah. 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 So Good stuff. yeah, just just excellent, just excellent. Ugh. Okay. Just a couple other things here. Nancy describes herself as a oh. She says it as a joke, but somebody's like, what's your issue? And she goes, Sagittarius, Libra rising. Yes, I wrote this down. Yes. Oh, my God. Nancy Drew in this movie is a Sagittarius. Yeah. Also, I'm a Libra rising also. Yeah. I get it, Nancy. I get it. Yeah. I don't really know about the interplay between Sagittarius and Libra rising, so I don't really understand what she was referring to, right. but hilarious. That was a Love a Nancy Drew that that knows her star sign. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, we do also have George declare that she's going vegan because the dining hall food is so yes. nasty. That was a good scene. So funny. Also, thank God that came from George and not Bess. Oh, I know. Yeah. Because if you. Bess had said that, that would have been red flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then somebody especially says, with her. Power. Oh, sorry. sorry oh, I was going to say, especially with her comment from the sorority party yeah. with the marker and right. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, is it Hank that says fight the power or is it someone I else? Remember. I can't remember. But somebody's like, I don't fight the power, one. Nancy Drew. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Someone played the final scene before they wrote this movie. Wonderful. Oh my God. Yes. I didn't, I didn't make that connection. Oh. Probably not. Beautiful. Because they would have been. It was 2001, right? Was the final scene game. Oh my God. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I think that's right. Maybe that was just a, a saying back in. The early 2000s. Probably. one oh two. Probably was. Remember, but. Yeah. You never know, though. There could be somebody on the development team who is a Nancy Drew stan and played the played the game and was like, you could use this phrase, Spike Power. I hope so, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it would make me love it even more. <laughs> Anything else you yeah. got? No, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I was just going to say that, like, also, like, along with the classic Nancy Drews, I feel like there's a good amount of, like, sexism yeah. in this movie that Especially felt... in the police station. In the police station, but also with... Um, well, I guess also with the police station, but, like, with the coach and, mm-hmm. like, the athletic director and stuff, and even a little bit maybe with her professor, but that's yeah. really more of a patronizing thing, which kind of makes sense because he is her professor, so I don't know. Yeah. But... um also with Carson and, and his patronizing Nancy, he is her patron. So, you know, whatever. But sure. Um, <laughs> but I felt like there was just like the right amount of sexism for Nancy to like rise up against. And I felt like the way that she did it in this movie was the way classic Nancy Drew does oh, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is not like directly like confronting it. But instead, subtly, like, subverting expectations. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. So, like, when the police say that you can't, you know, or basically being sexist assholes and, like, saying that, like, you know, little lady stuff and, you know, go back to the country club or whatever, she just, instead of, like, you know, responding to that, she just starts talking about sports. Yeah. Very smart play. By Nancy Drew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Beautiful. It's nice. Though I don't like how she responds to the coach and the athletic director. It feels very submissive to me. I liked that in that scene. I didn't, obviously I didn't like the sexism, but I liked how Nancy was able to respond to it in a way that felt like classic Nancy Drew. Yeah. Um, And I just, yeah. So, mm. chef's kiss. Yeah. Flashlight score? Oh, four? Four? Yeah, I think a four. I'm going to give it five. You are, okay. I think it's just because it's just so nostalgic to me. I definitely can see how if it were for other people, like other people that it wouldn't warrant that because it, there are definitely flaws, I think, in it. and But I don't know. I just feel like for me... It's like peak Nancy Drew vibe to me. And I don't know if that's because when I watched it, it was 2002. Like I watched this on Disney Channel. I remember I used to have uh, our ABC family. I, I used to have um, the VHS Aww, recording really? of it because I sat there and I recorded it while I watched well, of it. Of course you did. Yeah. Because um, I think this is probably when I was like the most invested in Nancy yeah. Drew was probably when I was about this age. And so 
it, I mean, just. Oh, I remember losing my mind in anticipation of this losing movie. Losing my know, mind. Like, oh, I'm yes. so ready. Yes. Um, and so I, I think I even watched it with my mom, um, which is just so wild to think about because, you know, my mom is how I was introduced to Nancy Drew. And so right. it's just like. It just feels very, it just feels very much like this is the zenith of Nancy Drew for me. It's this movie. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Now I feel too harsh with a four. (laughs) No. No, no, no. no. I think a four is a very fair rating, but to me, it is a five. Okay. Well, I think that's an excellent reason. (laughs) Well, do you want to tell them our next one? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. You guys. I've already started reading it, and I love it so much. Um, I don't want to say that it's my favorite, but it might be my new favorite. It might be, depending. It on might the be ending. my new favorite. Yeah. It's true. I'm only halfway through, so a lot can change. Of course. Um, there's one thing that's happening that I'm kind of curious as to, like, oh no, like where is this going to go? But, but we'll see. Um, uh, and it is another Nancy Drew diary. It is number. Hold on, I need to check the number. Number 13, The Ghost of Gray Fox Inn. Wonderful. Uh, I'm very excited to discuss that with you, Corey, um, because, like I said, I'm loving it so far. I'm excited to start it. (laughs) So we will see you then for episode 46. See you then. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Regular Nancy Drew. Email us at regularnancydrew at gmail.com. If you like this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at regularnancydrew and Twitter at regularnd. You can also support us on Patreon. Patrons at the $3 level vote on upcoming episode topics and get exclusive access to our Scoop Sesh series. And all patrons receive early access to each episode as well as weekly bonus content. And to all you regular Drews out there... Thanks for listening. listening.